Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hi, Melissa. Hello, Dina. How are you? I'm so good. There's so much going on in the world of TikTok. Like things that we've spoken about on past episodes are now resurfacing in the news. There's a lot of conspiracies and controversies. It's never ending. Yeah. It feels like everything moves super fast in TikTok. And like I'll suddenly see some article that was about a trend that feels like centuries ago right if you're like actively using tiktok every day it moves so fast yeah so let's just dive in this week our friend sam sent us this article on slate the name of the article is i'm the tiktok couch guy here's what it was like being investigated on the internet and is written by robert mccoy also known as the couch guy so slate gave him a platform for him to speak out about his viral experience. And for the most part, I will just say, you know, he talks about online sleuthing. He made so, he makes some really good points about what the internet is. It's a well-written article. There's a lot of quotes by a lot of different people and different publications. The one thing he does not talk about, which is what everyone wants to know, or maybe it's just me, is he still with his girlfriend? And also, he only mentioned his girlfriend two times in this article. So, like, clearly, he's, like, he's missing the point. He clearly doesn't love his girlfriend. He is the couch guy. That's my yeah. hot take. I think you're missing the point of the article. <laughs> because the whole article, he talks about how, essentially... It's nobody's business. Like, they're, these are just two random people. They're not celebrities. They're not actors. They're not asking to be <laughs> dissected like this. <laughs> but I wish Sam was here to speak on behalf of this because I also made comments. Like, I was cracking up when he said that in one of his response videos on TikTok, he talked about how... People need to calm down. Not everything is a true crime series. And he immediately got backlash from comments saying he was gaslighting them. Yeah. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and Sam berated me for laughing at that because she says, no, these are kids. And they're just not equipped to be able to respond to these comments and this backlash. And it's really hard for adolescents to understand the difference between real life and entertainment and these are real people after all you know we haven't been in the situation where people are picking apart our lives like this and it's it's unfair to criticize the way he's responding to it okay i get all that um i do want to bring up two really good points that he brings up in the article one is the online sleuthing and he talks about the gabby petito case because basically all of these TikTokers on Instagram, too, were able to help solve this case, like, through, you know, through social media. And then another point he brought up was Sabrina Pratt Pratter, who we spoke about her on last week's podcast. 
So she is a trans woman who is in a basement and she's just cleaning, you know, to a song, having a good time. And then a bunch of people duetted her. And we spoke about this because we saw this trend and we loved it. But basically, people started this conspiracy accusing her of being a serial killer. And that that's terrible. Yeah. No, it is. And, and that's what happens is these things can go off the rails. And what starts out as something funny, and even you and I are perpetrators of this. You know, we laugh at things. And then... Sometimes I will take a minute to step back and be like, oh, that poor girl, like she didn't post that understanding how people were going to, you know, make fun of it or something. And so it is, it's, it's, it's a very blurry line there of something that it's on our phones. And so it feels like there's this screen in between us and it's hard to swallow the fact that these are real people living in the real world just like going about their lives we look at it as just this 60 seconds of entertainment and move on and it's ultimately it stays with these people though and and even for some audience you know for people watching it like they can get too into it like we've seen like they can really just dive into holes and yeah like all these conspiracy theories and it can be bad on either side. It can be really bad. So I don't know what the answer is, but honestly, I thought this was a really well-written article. Like, Couch Guy's got a future in writing. writing. It's really good. Sure. Um, I would like to read one passage from it that I think sums it up pretty well. Certainly, non-celebrities have long unwillingly become public figures and digital pile-ons have existed in some form since the dawn of the digital age, just ask Monica Lewinsky. But on TikTok, algorithmic feedback loops and the nature of the For You page make it easier than ever for regular people to be thrust against their wishes into the limelight. So that's basically his whole point. But that's also the fun of TikTok. <laughs> I know, it's it's so hard. It's like, if we were debating this, like... I, I don't know. It'd be hard to just pick one side and go with it, but I think you can pick either side. Like exactly, you can we're pick we're, like yeah, see both sides. Bad. You can pick yeah, it's good. So I would like to also point out that his girlfriend Lauren also, because of the virality, then started selling T-shirts. So and like and look, he he just says he is an article in Slate. So as much as his life was, you know, picked apart, and this is definitely not a trajectory he wanted to go on or, like, his girlfriend wanted to go on, I think the fact that he can maybe use it to his advantage or she can use it to her advantage, um, you know, is good because it is something like the couch guy is not, they weren't accused of, of being a serial killer. Being accused of being a serial killer is something that if you're, on the internet that like may, you may not get hired for a job because of that or you know something like that so there I think there are different levels there's definitely a lot of gray areas yeah and there's something to be said too about the idea that fame is currency now mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen stuff on this where the Kardashians sort of started this trend of fame being currency like just by being famous and all our social media platforms the more clout you have the more followers you have 
there is a real currency in that. You can actually really benefit in our society by having a large following, by having a social media presence, by having a voice and a platform. So it gave them that. And you have to question like, maybe, you know, isn't that, is that something we all want? In the way we all assume, doesn't everybody want a lot of money? It's almost like it's become an assumption now, doesn't everybody want to be famous? And I, it's, I know it's not as simple as that, but you make a good point. Like he's ultimately turning this into a benefit. He's been able to write an article for Slate. And if he does want to be a journalist one day, this is a great byline. So I don't know. Good for him, I guess. He's using it. His whole point is is that no, not everyone wants to be famous. So I, I get what you're saying in the in the Kardashian world of things, but I think the point of this article is that he's a normal person. He never asked for this. He doesn't want to be famous. But you know what? There's going to be plenty, plenty more couch guys because, like he said, the TikTok algorithm just serves you videos, and then there are the parodies that we always love. And everyone in the comments, you know, there's this collective think and you're off to the races. And that's a good transition for our next topic, which is another thing we talked about on last week's podcast. And it's Kyle Shealy's come and go influencer meal. He got a ton of backlash and popular opinion now is that he did something horribly wrong because he did not disclose that he was in talks with Come and Go, the gas station, before his viral stunt. And there was an Adweek article that came out about it. And everyone is accusing him of lying. And he did issue an apology statement. And here's a video by at Jamie underscore Reagan. And he explains uh, Kyle's apology and also his wrongdoing. I'll cut to the chase. I messed up, and I'm sorry. He turned off stitches on that video, so I can't stitch. But uh, if you feel like you want some moral justice on this matter, and you feel like you're duped, this might make you feel better. If you don't know who that is, good for you for not being on TikTok. Basically, he posted a video that went, like, super viral uh, of him putting a cardboard cutout of himself in Come and Go, uh, advertising for an influencer meal named after him. But the joke of it is that he's just a random guy. And then Come and Go commented on it, and they were like, oh, we won't tell if you won't. And then they kind of played this whole thing, did this dance, and acted like this random guy just got an influencer meal at this gas station, which is just funny, and everyone was all laughy and whatnot. And then it came out uh, through an Adweek article that he was a part of Come and Go. Like, he admits in that video that he talked to the Come and Go marketing team before actually posting the video. I shouldn't have said he's a part of Come and Go. I mean, he's working with Come and Go. I don't want to re-record it. So the issue is that's an ad. He should have disclosed that that's an ad. Legally, he had to disclose that was an ad. Per the FTC, disclose when you have any financial, employment, personal, or family relationship with a brand. You had a relationship with the brand, Kyle. So not only did he not disclose an ad, he sold fucking merch off this damn ad. Very clearly he was trying to deceive people because he acted like it was a random thing that happened. And it was so crazy it happened. No, you knew this was going to happen. You didn't know this video was going to go that popular, like that viral, but you knew this was going to happen. This was planned. So here's the moral justice part. Uh, there's fines, Kyle. There's fines. I hope you sold enough t-shirts to cover fines. Specifically, the uh, $44,000 per incident fine. 
and you made two videos not disclosing that they were ads. $88,000 is a lot of t-shirts. I mean, it's unlikely anything actually happens, though. Uh, the FTC doesn't watch TikTok, probably, uh, so they'd have to get notified. Like, someone would have to go to the FTC website and fill out all this information, and then they'd have to submit it. So, unless something like that happens sometime soon, it's just another case of somebody lying to make some money. I really love this explainer video, the way he breaks down exactly how it's violating FCC records and how much he could be charged. Great little snippet of journalism here by this user. Um, and I gotta say, like, I remember when I was studying advertising in college, right? And they were talking about how they had to start putting up warnings in the 50s or the 60s because people couldn't tell the difference between programming and advertising. And I thought, oh my God, what a bunch of idiots, right? Like, how can you not tell the difference? <laughs> Something's clearly an ad. And now here we are. I don't know about you, Gina, but I watched this Kyle Sheely video and had no idea he no had did. been, you know, paid, paid by the company. I really couldn't tell. I thought it was a totally random thing. So it's really interesting. Like, here we are having this conversation again like decades after these laws were created and people or advertisers are just finding new ways to blur the lines again between what is real and what is produced and you always want your viewers to think that the content you're creating is authentic you know we use that word a lot that's why tiktok's so great but the best marketers know how to do that while still having it be an advertisement. So it's really crazy just how they combine the two and sort of blindside you here. Yeah, I think we could go back also to the fame is currency aspect too, because in this now influencer marketing world, Kyle, if you look at his comments, they're so negative all his top comments are very negative he's tried to respond to a bunch being like i know i messed up sorry so his brand is is tarnished and i think that's gonna cause him to get less advertisements and less deals in the future someone who did a really good job of like taking their niche and then actually getting paid was emily who did all those logos and I always, she was always very clear after she was getting paid to do it to say like, this is an ad or at least hashtag ad. So she was never caught up in something like this. One of my favorite negative comments or funny comments on one of Kyle's videos is, sigh, next thing we'll find out, Noodle is sponsored by a big bones company. So that's obviously referring to Noodle, <laughs> the bones, no bones dog. And everyone's like, no, like Noodle and, and his owner, Jonathan, would never do that. <laughs> I know. No, it really is. It's this. It's true. As a culture, I think we're always, we've been veering away from advertising for years and years. We don't want to be sold something. We want authentic things. That's how TikTok grew so quickly. You hopped onto it before there were ads in the platform. That's what made it feel really authentic. And it was just people creating content for themselves. So there's really this like hurt that comes from people when they realize that this platform they trusted and these users they trusted to be authentic were deceiving them. 
the whole time because yeah you feel like you know this person that's again the the brilliancy of these TikTok creators they're creating content that genuinely makes you feel like you know them you're their friend it's a funny inside joke between the two of you so it's like even worse when that trust is taken down because it it feels like there's somebody you know and they were just lying to you this whole time it's like a slap in the face yes and that is a perfect segue to brand and trust because i don't know why this is all over my for you page but the chanel advent calendar debacle really took up like a good three days on my for you page by storm and of course at first i was like I- i'm jewish i didn't think i'd be getting like advent calendar content i'm usually like on the jewish side of tiktok so it's just all of and I, you know i'm not high a high fashion person either i'm not on like the fashion side of tiktok but lo and behold all of these people complaining about the chanel advent calendar like a ton of videos kept popping up so i did a a deeper dive and i i spoke to our friend uh, sarah about this too because she she is a chanel person so i was like uh-huh. what do you think about this whole thing because i you know i don't own any chanel and yeah. <laughs> basically she was like yeah i mean they paid people paid 825 dollars to receive trash yeah i haven't seen any of these you sent me them and then I had to do some research because I was confused (laughs) like again this is not really my wheelhouse advent calendars nor Chanel but yeah it I guess it was an item on their website and I'm sure they sent it to some influencers too and it all started because one influencer was unboxing it and was just like wait this is it and so On the one side, people are, I guess, defending Chanel, saying, look, the advent calendar on their website clearly breaks down what's in it. And yeah, it's shit, but like, it's up to you if you want to spend 800 some odd dollars on that. You didn't have to. And like so many other people in the comments on these videos are just like, they don't care. It's Chanel. Like, there was a a funny video by at Town. And she was saying, this is what I would do if I were running Chanel's PR team. Most of the comments were just like, these are great ideas, but Chanel doesn't care and they don't even need good PR. They can still charge hundreds of thousands of dollars for their clothes just because they're Chanel. Here are PR moves I would make if I was Chanel right now with the whole advent calendar debacle going on. Hear me out. First and foremost, I would try to gain some positive traction in the media. And to do this, I would do a Chanel in the City advent calendar scavenger hunt. So in New York City, every day counting down to Christmas, I would put a prompt on the social medias as like a clue and hide one life-size advent calendar with a Chanel bag in it with a guard dressed up like Christmassy to have people go and find it in the city. This would build positive traction and would make people literally go crazy trying to find this bag and would put a lot of people on social media looking at their prompts and posting them trying to find it rather than looking at the negative press that the advent calendar has brought. For the people that purchased the advent calendar that were unhappy with the items inside, I would allow them to bring in one of the boxes to prove that they bought it to switch it out with a Chanel perfume or makeup item of their liking. 
Then I would also make a public statement as Chanel saying all of the proceeds from the advent calendar are going to be donated to a Dress for Success type charity that gives back to women trying to get back up on their feet and donate Chanel makeup products and skincare to charities like this. Also, I would take the people who are currently going viral over this advent calendar, get them in contact with Chanel and have them be on the creative team for next year's advent calendar. And they could document this whole process, flipping the narrative from negative to positive. What do you guys think? Yeah, I really like all of at Girl Boss Town's videos. She just has some really great ideas. And she's definitely going to be hired by a company soon. Well, my favorite comment on that video was, did you see Bethany Frankel commented oh, saying yes. this is smart? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, high praise. <laughs> high praise from Bethany. Another one of our favorite accounts is at Color Me Loverly, and she does her PR videos. So this is her if she was on the phone uh, with Chanel as a PR person. Chanel PR Cecilia at Advent Calendars is, is something that we're offering this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, very festive. No, I love that. We oui, see oui, classics. Um, so so how how eight hundred dollars. For, for these advent counters. Okay, yeah, no, that, that fits in about the range of prices that I have seen. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, So I assume they'll be very high quality products considering the cost, right? The, the opposite. <laughs> okay, plastic, plastic as far as the eye can see. No, I'm just, I'm writing it down. Um. Okay, so honestly, if anybody, if anybody complains, which, you know, I'm sure won't happen, we don't live in a social media world after all, I will blame it on the supply chain issues. Yeah, no one knows what those are anyway, so it'll, it'll be fine. We merci. My favorite part of this video is just, we'll blame it on the supply chain. Nobody knows what that yeah. means. But yeah, I feel like that's what every company could do these days. Just blame it on the supply chain. Can I tell you, I went to Trader Joe's last night and I was like, oh, do you have any tempeh? And she was like, no, it's the supply chain issue. Oh my God, an excuse for everything. I will say (laughs) my good friend and a very good fan of the podcast, Karen, who I met at business school, when we met, she said, I work in supply chain. And I went home and just about cried because I thought I'm way over my head at business school. I don't know what supply chain is. I didn't know it was a job. And now, lo and behold, it's just like in the news all the time. And there you go. Trader Joe's using it as an excuse. Shameful Trader Joe's. Karen really let us all down. She she's responsible for the tempeh shortage. No, I don't think yeah. so. Whatever she's responsible for, I'm sure there's no problem in the supply chain. She's very good at her job. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Quite a bit. There has been an amazing New York audio going around. We'll just play it. Fuck your life! Bing bang. You see these dogs in your front yard? <laughs> just know upstairs I'm going hard. Bing bong. What do you want to tell Joe Byron right now? What's up, baby? Take me out the day. Hey, yo, Ariana Grande, what's up, mama? I'll come to Coney Island and take a spin on a cyclone. I miss you. Yeah, how do you describe this? Just play it, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've heard this. Everybody has heard this. I don't know 
I just at one point just kept sending these videos to Dina saying, I don't know what's happening, but this is going viral. I don't know. I don't know what this is. I don't know what's happening. I kept seeing people say bing bong, bing bong. And I was like, there's some New York thing going on. And it's this compilation of videos. When I really knew it was big was when John Legend did this beautiful rendition of a piano to the song and then Phineas who is um, Billie Eilish's brother producer of all of her music duetted oh Melissa you just gave me a face you did not know who Phineas was I did not know that oh but I I just realized there's a song I like on Spotify that's on my liked list by Phineas so I actually do know his music and I like him, but I had no idea he was related to Billie Eilish. I have to fact check this now. You're making me nervous that I'm getting this wrong. <laughs> well, no, I mean, why would I know that? While you're fact checking, I will say when I knew this video hit it big, I saw Will Nas X did a compilation, I think at some award show, maybe the People's Choice, and Olivia Rodrigo was in it, Avril Lavigne was in it. Unfortunately, a bunch of other musicians I didn't recognize. <laughs> you were too you old to recognize. Um, yeah. No, I didn't know them But either. they also, like, lip sync to this song. That's when yes. I knew. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Okay, confirmed. Exactly. Phineas is Billie Eilish's brother, and here's his duetted video. What do you want to tell Joe Biden right now? Look at what TikTok's done. This is John Legend. John Legend has 11 Grammys. And he's singing about Joe Byron. God bless TikTok, man. Get with the times. It's funny, after this video was posted, then Phineas and John Legend were going back and forth because Phineas got the number of Grammys that John Legend won incorrect. So that was a great back and forth. But again, like... TikTok like just allows for this to happen. It's such a fun playground of like celebrities doing each other and then people in the comments just becoming involved and becoming part of these celebrity stories. Yeah, it really it hasn't happened and it doesn't happen on other mediums. But to to provide a little backstory to this cuz after I was just like what the hell is this? <laughs> I did some research. And apparently it all came from this sidewalk TV. It's a YouTube channel. It's, I think, just a couple guys. They do sidewalk interviews throughout New York. And they had one interview after a Knicks game where the Knicks had won. And from my father, I know the Knicks are terrible all the time. (laughs) So it was a big deal that the Knicks won. And somebody just cut into the interview and just screamed bing bong like (laughs) some sort of celebratory phrase okay so that's where the bing bong came from and then these guys do a lot of like one minute compilations just sort of funny man on the street like billy eichner type of stuff and and i saw in this article too the guys who who do sidewalk tv they met at nyu so another uh, wow. fellow pair of NYU kids. NYU just bringing all the creative best minds together. Right, you and me included. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so that was that's where this all came from. And we've seen this a lot, like stuff that is viral on YouTube or was viral on Vine, whatever it was, slowly makes its way 
to TikTok and has a, a new life there. So that's what happened with this. Bing bong. That's just... Fuck I your want, life. I just want that to be our transition <laughs> for everything now. <laughs> Bing bong. Should we talk about trends and songs now? Bing bong. We definitely should. The first song up is by the Black Eyed Peas. People in the place. at the end of every sentence now. okay so this black eyed peas one i don't know I, this it seems to be on tiktok that people doing shit at gas station gets popular on like once a quarter i'd say <laughs> that's a fair observation <laughs> um well but this, this song in its own right has a trend where it's basically people doing mundane things but using this crazy black eyed peas song so they're like getting sexy with it whether they're just cooking something or in this case there's one we liked by at greeny alley and it's her and her friends at a gas station just like getting all sexy you know sort of as the song alludes um just like really celebrating and having fun at a completely mundane task so that's what people have been using this trend for. The next song that's been going viral is by Adele. Someone did a mashup between like Adele and Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, it was fantastic. So there's that dance and then just this crazy dance because there was a whole thing like what if Adele had backup dancers and then everyone started doing this dance. And it's such a it's a really just joyful, energetic dance this song. If you're gonna let me down, let me down, you need to pretend that you don't want me. At Julian Berzinski did the dance very, very well. Amazing job. Yeah, I love seeing dancers on TikTok. It's always amazing. Their energy like comes out of the phone. It's so cool. This next one is sort of like a voiceover trend. Um, so we'll play this one we like from at Suvies. Oh, Steven, there's one more thing I forgot to mention. What is it? I love you. Bye. It was started by this creator at Becca Memes, and she just basically said this word, said this, this phrase, with the song under it for whatever reason you know who can explain tiktok sensations people have just been using her script so those same lines she says with the same song under it and just reading it in their own voice and you know it's like tiktok everyone's saying like oh they say this sound makes you makes you like the sound of your own voice like whatever they always make up some silly reason that's trending but basically if you go to this sound you see just tons of people saying the same phrase in their own voice in their own style 
I really don't get this trans. Like you sent it to me with like directions on how I should follow it. Like, oh, this girl right. started it. Go like one video behind and you can see her like right. explain. And I just, it's over my head. Like, okay, so people are using their own voice. Like, great. Yeah, bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, we love a good prank on TikTok. And I've seen quite a few of this prank. Uh, but we'll play one of my favorite ones by at that one broad. I was curious if there's any way. I'm sure you have it in your phone. But can you send me the document or the picture of the... It's probably like two weeks back. But if you can send me that document of... What the fuck is happening right now? You're talking and then stopping talking. You're fucking chewing like a bag of apples, like a goddamn fucking horse. And then you're you're not even asking. I don't know what you're saying. What are you asking for? A document of what? And I, I, I'm literally gonna fucking kick you in the neck. What are you saying? What doc? What? When have I ever had a document in the first place? And it's on my phone. It's not two weeks ago. It's from like two months, maybe right before you left. It should be in your phone. It's the paper that has. I'm done. I'm just done, babe. Hold the fucking button down, dude. Hold it down. Look, I can talk, 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 and then it's and then I can stop and then okay, done with what I'm saying. Whatever. Um, I'll just look in my email because I think I emailed it to myself anyway. Please just send it to me because I need to send it to my mom because she needs to find it. So just send me the end of the whole entire... Baby, please. This has, this has to be a joke. You're not t- finishing what you're saying, baby. I don't know what you're talking about. The front and the back of what? What do I have? Just just don't say anything else and just say what you're saying and then end it. Oh, then lift your f- thumb up. Forget it. I'm just going to look at my email. Again, again. This is this is you. Hey, guess what? Oh, send me the... Oh, you know what happened? Guess what? Hey, I need that document. It's going to be... That's what I'm getting from you. I don't... I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm listening correctly. I'm pushing pushing the fucking play button. I don't know what's happening. I, I'm, I... You're list, I think that you're listening to my next one before you finish the whole first one. So you need to finish the whole first one already. I'm going to say it's slow. Send me the end of the document that we had at the time. The... Oh, my God, dude. No, baby, please. There's nothing. There's nothing there. Ten seconds. It says ten seconds, and it stops at ten seconds. Send me the duck, and then, baby, please, please, come on. It's eleven fifteen. What's happening right now? Is this a skit? Is this a bit? You doing a bit right now, babe? Come on. I get it. I love you. Good night. I love you. Good night. I love you too. I love you too. So basically the whole prank is that you just leave someone voice notes and cut it off and then the other person gets really frustrated. I love it. It makes me laugh. Yeah, this would have been funny to do to each other. You should have done it to me before oh. you sent me this. One day we got to do that and actually I figured each other with you would have seen it. So I figured that it wouldn't have worked. But you're right. I should just try these pranks on you and see if you know what I'm doing. Cause yeah, I don't. It's so frustrating listening to it. Like I would have been so upset, just like the guy in this. <laughs>
you would have said, yeah, Dina, stop using your stylus. <laughs> I would have just called you. That's what that's what I was waiting for. I was like, why does he just call her? I would just be like, hello, like, I don't understand what you're saying. Just call me. <laughs> Maybe because it's the young people, they audio. They never do phone calls. They don't calls. call. They don't know what a phone call is. Yeah. Bing bong to Steve Blue's Clues. Yeah, we just wanted to shout out Steve. His account is just great. Everyone's obsessed with it. He's posted a few more videos since we welcomed him to the app. Spoke about it, uh, I think, a few episodes ago. Um, I love some of the comments have just summed it up perfectly. One said, I love that Steve got on TikTok and was like, Hi, friends. It looks like you could use some therapy. What was that? You can't afford it? Let me help. (laughs) He's just caught up to all his now... 20 something year old kids yeah there's a lot there's videos of him just looking at the camera and listening so it's a perfect duet people are just pouring up their feelings when you just have steve listening and nodding along like very in an endearing way and my favorite one was there's this girl that was just complaining about kale this one's by at the kate moose steve no one talks about it but we're all eating kale now. Like all of us are eating kale and it's not even good. And the thing is, is like, we don't know. We just like think it happened to us, but no, this woman in New York, who's like a famous marketer decided to trick the country, Steve, into eating kale. She made up a fake trade association, pretended that they hired her and then went on like a guerrilla marketing campaign where she like she convinced the nation to eat it. Like she she just got the yuppies to start putting it in smoothies and then it was over. Meanwhile, you have to massage it to make it taste okay. Spinach is just as good, but you don't have to work that hard for it. And and like, do you know that Pizza Hut was the top buyer of kale? up until 2012 because they used it for salad bar decorations and now we just eat it we eat pizza hut decorations what like oh steve now melissa you've gone on a a kale kick and i sent you this hoping that you would stop with the kale already because you force yourself to eat it you don't even like it i have to eat kale every day why for my health. Ay-vay. I have very, I have dangerously high cholesterol. But like this TikTok says, you could have spinach. You could have romaine. No, there's a thing actually where you can have too much spinach. And whatever makes that an issue, kale doesn't have. <laughs> Perfect Something about science. spinach can be dangerous if you have too much of it. Bing bong to that. No, Steve's videos are great though, and I, I, I love that he's referencing Blue's Clues, where like he used to do that thing of like, "What do you think?" and then he'd give it a few seconds and let you respond as a child, and then he'd respond. So he's doing that now, just with like twenty somethings giving them time to respond to him. Yeah, somebody else said Steve coming in clutch like a millennial Mister Rogers. It's exactly the way to describe it. Yeah. He's really come back. Like, who would have predicted this? You know, Steve from Blue's Clues making a comeback on TikTok. It's great. Good for him. All right. I think that wraps up episode 75. Thank you for listening. Bing bong. (laughs) Apologies for all the bing bongs. But listen to this episode again and take a shot every time we say bing bong.
It'll be a fun drinking game. <laughs> we should have announced that at the start. But yeah, just listen again. Listen yeah, just, again. just listen again. And uh, share with your friends and let them know to play the fun drinking game. And visit our blog, tooldfortiktok.com, the number two, the number four. And follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you. Bye.